Hi, my name is Tina, and I talk a lot. So I figured I may as well put these vocal cords to good use. You know what? This isn't my first podcast, but it just might be my last. See, my passions are probably not unlike yours. They're plentiful and kind of all over the place. I can hardly be defined by one area of expertise when it comes to my business. And I love things like wiener dogs, a good game night, and books. All the books. So honestly, it just made sense to brand me. This brings us to the show. Tina talks a lot. I think you may just get a kick out of it. Gosh, I hope you are having the best week ever. I've got quite the topic for us today. It's actually one that that I get asked about a lot because it's something that I have ventured down and it's something that I'm actually currently not doing. And that is having multiple streams of income. Now there is like good and bad to both, right? It's not all good. It's not all bad. It's truly a mixture. There are good things and bad things to having multiple streams of income. And I believe that there are right ways and wrong ways to do that. So let me share with you the way to maneuver through the multiple streams of income. And like I said, some of the good and some of the bad, and you can take it or leave it. My kids and I are actually learning a new way of taking in information. And it was uh, because of a book called Mama Bear Apologetics and a fabulous book if you're raising kiddos. And one of the statements in this book said, you know what, take stuff in, let's chew on it a little bit and let's spit out the bad (laughs) and take in the good. And so of course that's applying more to like our worldview, but in this instance, you know what, take it or leave it chew on it, decide what you want to take in, spit it out. And you can decide if a multiple, you know, an idea of your, for your business is to have, or your life is to have multiple streams of business. Now there is a lot of hype around this. Like if you've been in business, any, any like length of time, you have heard people talk about, well, I need to diversify uh, my income. You know, you'll hear the boss babes doing it. uh, The hustlers, uh, people saying, you know, you can do all the things And I would say that this lands in a bit of the positive toxicity uh, that uh, many of us are surrounded by. And it just, or toxic positivity probably is more of of what people would say is that, yes, you can do all the things, you can do all the things. And I often joke that my mom has always told me, like my parents raised me in such a um, self-esteem, self-confidence focused life. And I often joke that, Uh, My mom was like, you can do anything. And I said, like, she forgot to tell me just not all at the same time. (laughs) And I laugh, but I did learn a lot through the process of uh, juggling multiple streams of income. I do believe that this whole hype, like I said, the boss babe, the hustle culture uh, is sending people down paths that potentially um, that then they will land in a space of kind of suffering. Like it will not be super great. We have heard the statement uh, is that you can't chase two rabbits, but yet we still try to do it. Now, then where does this whole idea of multiple streams of income come from? Like if someone's doing it, like why can't I, why can't we like, what is kind of that magic sauce? Like how does it work or or why doesn't it work? Right. 
So here is really the difference um, from many people that I see uh, doing multiple streams of income, right? So I would say the wrong way around uh, doing multiple streams of income would be the doing multiple things at one time, <laughs> um, all starting at the same time, right? Obviously multiple streams of income are happening at the same time, but they're staggered. And there is something really, really beautiful of that. So here I'm telling you, it's not that you can't have multiple streams of income. It's that if you are trying to grow them in the same kind of stage of a business, more than likely, you're not going to be able to excel at either one of them. One of my great friends, mentors, uh, had shared with me that, and he wasn't even giving me the advice. He was. We were more talking about business in general. Is he said, get one stream of income or even one product line is how far he took this to a million dollars in revenue and then move on. It's like, that was a huge epiphany for me. It was a huge, like mind blown. Yeah, we move on too quickly, right? We're like, oh, okay, we got this one. Like I need another one and I need another one and I need another one. Well, it's because we see examples like Tony Robbins or uh, Jesse Lee, who I interviewed on episode 40. I'll put a link in the show notes. And they do often talk about all of their streams of income. I, can, I don't even know how many it is now, but I know that Tony Robbins has dozens of businesses that he is a part of. But I don't know about you. When I think of Tony Robbins, I think of a guy standing on the stage sharing with us motivational uh, talks, right? Conferences, and then coaching. So that's where I would uh, lump him in. Well, you can do a quick Google search and see that he has his hands in a lot of different businesses. Jesse Lee, now you may not be familiar with her, especially if you're not in the network marketing community, but she is one of the top producers. I think she says she's actually the top female producer in the network marketing industry, which is uh, phenomenal. She has not been in it that long for being in the top. And we in the network marketing community know her as someone in that space, right? But she has many other businesses and has her hands in a lot of other places. This is the thing. This is one of the keys. One is always forward facing. So she is the brand of that specific business of her network marketing business. Tony Robbins is the brand, right? His one main brand is what we see forward facing. And behind the scenes is where they have their hands in a lot of different places. So I have owned up to four businesses at the same time. Now, although I closed all of the others, but doTERRA, they worked when I had lead people in roles in each company. So I wasn't the face of each one. Actually, when I had my marketing company and I made the decision to purchase a salon and spa and an Airbnb, I wasn't forward-facing in that company. I didn't network for that company. My name wasn't on social media. I didn't do the videos. Other people were the face of that brand. Now, I would say that I did not take that as far as I could have. I only owned this one for 18 months and realized it wasn't a space I wanted to be in, and I closed the doors. 
Now, had I wanted to pursue that, had I seen my future in that space, uh, I would have given uh, the staff there, the managers there, more advice and guidance and coach them a bit more on being that lead face and more how I had been with my marketing company. Now, when I had kind of, you know, put my uh, blinders on a little bit to help launch uh, I guess, relaunch the, the salon, I had left Tenacious, my marketing company, in the hands of, of Angie Weber. I've actually interviewed her on the podcast, and she ran that company really, really well while I had to take my eyes off that. So that was still my forward-facing business. That was still the one that I showed up to networking events for, uh, but I had her helping me uh, lead that team. And, and that that company and the clients and, and whatnot. And so I felt okay kind of leaving my baby uh, with her with her a bit, right? Now, when I shifted that focus, and it was still a little bit more internal, I still hadn't shared a lot online, but my internal passion was really shifting to doTERRA. And other people probably saw it on me before I even saw it myself. And when I realized it, when I realized that that's where I was at, that doTERRA was taking my heart and my passion and all of that and moving into like the number one spot, I realized that it was time to say goodbye to my marketing company. And slowly but surely, uh, we dwindled down clients and I closed the doors. Still today, um, I do not regret that decision. It was the right decision for me and my family at the time. I look now back and think, wow, I'm really, really glad that I'm not getting pulled in four different directions. Like even just now, um, you know, I'm recording this and in, in the most inopportune time for me, I'm in between so many different things, but I know that I want to release a podcast uh, when you're hearing this, right? And so I have though the freedom because I only have one focus right now in my life to be able to, I was just making a bracelet with my daughter. She's going to be a part of a little Bible study with her girlfriends. And she wanted to make a bracelet for all of the girls. And so I got to sit with her and make this bracelet. And I know this is a little bit of a tangent, but I hope that this helps you when you're trying to make a decision on, do I need multiple streams of income? Uh, or do I need to really put my head down and say, you know what, this is my one thing I'm going to put all into this so that I still have time to make the bracelets or run the kid here or do the thing or whatever it may be for you, right? That I get to have that time. Uh, my oldest daughter, who many of you have heard here on the podcast, uh, Preslin, uh, she started her first job this week. And I am so proud of her. And as she got home from her first shift, I got to go up and chat with her about it and just sit there and soak it in and hear every little story. And it was so great. And I will tell you, when my mind was on multiple streams of income, I didn't have time for that. So I wasn't necessarily thinking I was going to go all into that part. My heart just led me there. And I want you to know, like, if you're down that path, the number one place that I would say you need to be is in your home first and have that part of your stream of focus. Now, if you're deciding, you know what, I'm in a certain spot in my business and I'm ready to add something else, I would say, look at these few things. Number one is, is your first one built to a spot that if you were to walk away a little bit, that it would still run 
and that it, it is the foundation of the business is set and solid. And, you know, to, to quote my friend, is it at a million dollars in revenue on that one business? Now, maybe a million isn't where your, your kind of stick point is uh, for, you know, for my, for my friend, this is what he stated. And, and I think that's a really good spot to be at. Number two is have have a lead for whatever business you are um, kind of stepping away from a little bit. And then whatever business you're stepping into, make sure that you actually have the capacity to do so. Okay. And then number three, be the face of only one of them. And I know I'm talking right now to a lot of solopreneurs. Maybe you have a few contractors, maybe you have a couple employees. Uh, the thing is, is, you know, you need to be the face of your company, right? You know, you need to be the one doing the videos, you know, you need to be the one doing the posting, right? You have to be the face and it is difficult to be the face of many. Now, when does it work seamlessly to have two different streams of income? I will give you a prime example. When I first started with doTERRA, there was one person I knew right out of the gate that would be fantastic doing doTERRA. And this particular person was actually a client of mine uh, she was someone that I coached. She was someone that I helped support her, her business, um, you know, mentoring, coaching, consulting. And I, she was also a part of a few masterminds that I had put on. Her name is Amanda Wall Jasper Tate. She's actually also been on the podcast before. Uh, she owns a, a, a natural uh, health store. Um, and also boutique, lots of fun stuff in her store. And I knew that I knew that I knew that she needed Carrie doTERRA in her, in her stores and also build an organization which within doTERRA. So when I approached her, I knew it would be seamless because she was already teaching essential oil classes, but she wasn't selling doTERRA. When she brought in doTERRA, into her business, it actually surpassed the income uh, that she was making personally in her brick and mortar businesses. And it helped keep her businesses afloat. doTERRA did help keep the businesses afloat as doors were being shut down all over the place, right? Due to COVID. This was seamless. She didn't even have to change anything besides what product was stocked on her shelves. Another story is a good friend of mine, also by the name of Amanda, had a brick and mortar uh, facility, right? Easy place to be able to do classes out of, and she had a gym. And so people came in there and did personal training one-on-one -on -one and classes. And then we would have classes afterwards and people would stay and they learned about oils and they'd enroll. Again, it was really, really seamless and still is a second stream of income uh, for Amanda Riley. If something can be seamless like this, and you don't have to have a whole new business card and you don't have to have a whole new social media account, all of the things, if it can be seamless, I will say, entertain that idea. See what that feels like. Try it on a little bit. Uh, does it make sense to add it into your business? That would be my greatest advice for you before you decide, hey, you know what? I really need to diversify my portfolio or my income, whatever, or I need multiple streams of income. Let's make sure it makes sense for your business. And I'm glad that I made some of the decisions that I did, but I'm also glad that I only have one right now. I hope that this was helpful. I hope you're having a fantastic week. I would absolutely love if you would leave a review. 
When you leave a rating or review on any of the sites that you're listening to this on, it just helps us be seen more here on this podcast. So we would greatly appreciate it. I hope you have a great day. Bye.